KUT's AT Explained is back with a brand new season. Our first episode, what's up with that tower in Clarksville? I've heard it called the Clarksville Eiffel Tower, the tower, the leaning tower of Clarksville, all those names. Subscribe to AT Explained wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget our next AT Explained live show at the Paramount Theater on April 3rd. Brand new stories told live on stage. Get your tickets at austintheater.org. Support for AT Explained Live comes from Meals on Wheels Central Texas and World Interiors. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello and welcome to this song the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and in this episode of this song, we'll be talking to Austin R&B and hip-hop artist Jake Lloyd. But before we get started, I want to ask that if you like this podcast, then please head over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review. Like, it really helps people find this podcast, and it helps all of us who make this podcast know that we are on the right track. And Maybe you want to write a review. That would be cool. You could also like write a little story in your review about a song that changed your life. I promise to read all the stories we get in the comments on this podcast. Or maybe you want to like tell us the story of a song that changed your life. Well, we would love to hear it. In fact, we're going to put together an episode of listener stories. So go ahead Record your story to a voice memo and then send it to us at this song at KUTX.org. We can't wait to hear it and it might make it into that episode. Now, to Jake Lloyd. He's a singer and a songwriter and part of Austin's burgeoning hip hop scene. And I talked about this earlier in the episode I did with Maylot about how Austin, like, we're known for being a music town, but we're not known for our hip hop and RB scenes, but they are coming on. And Jake Lloyd, he's one of the reasons why. He's been playing music professionally in Austin for close to a decade, though I didn't meet him until recently. I actually got to know him through Confucius Jones and Fresh Knight, the hosts of The Breaks. The Breaks is our hip-hop show here at KUTX, and KUTX is the radio station where we make this podcast in Austin, Texas. So Confucius and Fresh connected us via Twitter, and I checked him out, and when I heard his record which is self-titled. It's called Jake Lloyd. It was released earlier this year. I knew I had to have him on the show. Jake is not afraid to mix genres. You'll hear R&B mixed with hip-hop and rock. He even throws some reggae in there. And he came into KUTX and told me about a song he heard that made him realize how cool mixing genres could be. The song that changed my life is Let's Get Down, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes. Tony, 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 and DJ Quick. <laughs> you didn't think we could flip it on your ass, huh? Something for the dance floor. At the time, being like six, seven, and so I grew up a lot around R&B, soul, and funk. That's what I grew up on. My dad was a huge um motown guy and the soul and my mom listened to a lot of rick james a lot of funk so with dj quick bringing that on the on the track and tony 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 with their soul and r&b it was kind of just that mix you know together and me being old enough to actually be able to 
to point it out on my own you know what i'm saying so that was cool it's kind of like like seeing your parents meet you know kind of <laughs> just being in the back you know and kind of just watching them meet uh if you could be a fly on the wall for that The very first time I heard it, we were on a road trip to Corpus. Both of my parents are from Corpus, and we were going down to visit my grandparents, and I believe it was on the radio. It was on the radio. They didn't have the CD then. I... <laughs> I want to say they went and got the single because of me me requesting it um and that was before you know you could get on the phone and just play it whenever you wanted to so we had to get the uh we had to get the single and i remember vividly begging my parents to can you play can you play that song again i didn't know the name then i was just the song and i would try to try to um try to sing the lyrics or the melody to them and they were like oh, okay we know what you're talking about so they'd play it and it was Repeat, repeat. I remember listening to that uh, that song in my mom's car just over and over. really touched me it really made me want to kind of go in that direction that sound you know I, I just really liked that that R&B funk kind of kind of rapish you know and kind of explains a lot of what I do too um, all the eclectic sounds of the of that kind of R&B urban side I played it on the way over here so I feel like <laughs> you know have it really really fresh in my brain I feel like that song just really stuck out to me because I could really hear like in the in the music itself I could hear the West Coast vibes from DJ Quick. They're both both uh DJ Quick and Tony 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 are from California. I want to say Tony 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 is from uh Oakland and Quick is from Compton. So I could really hear um little nuances in the music that was straight, you know, just Compton uh, uh, gangster rap esque, um, and he used a lot of synthesizers. And I don't, I don't know. It was just that song was really the first one I heard that was just mashing all of that stuff together that worked to where I could recognize it. You know, personally as a as a kid, and it was really like, wow, I can hear the the R and B and the the um, I, I don't know. I guess it was just melodies and being able to like really just pinpoint it as a kid whereas um a lot of other stuff my dad would have to say see son this is this is this or see son this is this is this this is the elements or this little riff is 
you know, that's that's the rock and roll or that's the, you know, whatever. This is where R&B kind of meets such and such. But that was one where I didn't really have to be told, like, I could hear it. It was a good eye-opener to me, like, damn, maybe, maybe I want to do this. And I remember singing the lyrics and... Raphael Sadiq's uh, range at that time, like I could really sing those lyrics well, and it was just something I just, you know, it just stuck with me um, as a kid, and I knew that that was something I really just wanted to at least explore, if nothing else. I knew I wanted to explore that um, that direction. Now, yeah. were your parents musicians? I mean, it sounds like your dad had a a really good grasp of how everything was connected for sure in music, and he was really intent on teaching you that my dad was my dad used to be a musician it was kind of like on the lower levels and corpus back in the in the 60s and 70s he dabbled in trying to play bass but it wasn't really something that he pursued not like not at the rate that i'm you know not like me my mom really was just a uh an enjoyer of music she didn't um like if i asked my mom to sing right now she, i don't think i could pay her enough to sing you know so she definitely wasn't my dad wanted to be a musician and really just another lover of music that's all i've ever known that's all i really wanted to ever do so you really didn't play a whole lot of music when you were a kid although it sounds like you felt the pull mm -hmm. to create music so how long between or or did you play music as a kid i did not i okay. i mean i i was um i started writing lyrics and raps and i wanted to be a rapper I would say probably fifth, sixth grade is when I really, really was like, let me just write some some lyrics down. And it, I guess it was kind of like a, the same for a lot of kids. It was just a coping coping mechanism, just something I did in my room. It wasn't even really something like, oh, I'm going to record this, you know. Um, so, yeah, no, as a kid, I really didn't have, it was more so sports. The shift happened Probably in high school when I really was like, I'm not getting a scholarship for football. So I went to Corpus Christi A&M in 07 and I went to school there for two years and I actually did pretty good in school. Um, but the night scene, like I said, the nightlife there wasn't really, it's not like it is in Austin. You know, people here in Austin were spoiled. And then I came back and really that's when I feel like music really started becoming the real deal, like 07 or 09 when I had come back from school. I can hear you, but I can't find you. Pots and pans are scattered everywhere. I'm sneaking up behind you. To see you dancing in your underwear. I don't know what I did to deserve of you like this, but I'm gonna keep throwing my pennies in that wishing well. Maybe in a couple years, when we finish out our careers, we can get that help that's overlooking that big old hill. Yeah. I must have a lot of dirt on my shoulder because you swept me. Did you grow up here in Austin? Then? Yes, born and like, raised. Born and raised? I actually um, went to high school in Round Rock. But okay. I was born in Brackenridge, so I've been in the Austin area my whole life. Yes. And was music something that you, was the music scene something that you kind of, really understood once you got back from Corpus Christi? No. Or were you like hip to the music scene when you were growing up too? I mean, I knew about, I knew about the guys that were from here, like the Stevie Ray Vons, and I knew about, um, 
really, I guess back then that was the only one that I really knew, you know, like you couldn't turn on the radio or go on. You know, I knew, I've see, seen the statues and all that stuff. Yeah. So I knew about him, but not really. Like I didn't know much about the scene. Um, I knew we were like the live music capital and I knew it was a super blues, super bluesy um, uh, town. I knew that the blues was like one of the biggest that was what we were known for, but I didn't know much. Um, I didn't know anything about the R&B scene. I didn't know if there was one. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know anything about that, that realm, that side. Like I said before, Austin has not, up to now, been known for the hip hop we produce, but the scene is growing. And I wondered what it's like to be an artist actively working in a scene that's in the midst of developing. I would say being part of that scene is it's a gift and a curse. It's not a not a curse, but there's a lot of there's a lot of barriers that still need to be broken. Um it's it's definitely getting better. You know, the barriers are being broken, but there's still some things, you know, there's still some work to be put in. Um sometimes in Austin I feel like if you don't have a live band or I feel like you don't really get as much respect doing urban music that you would if you weren't doing urban music and didn't have a band. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, because uh, a lot of urban music people just play to tracks mm -hmm. or play with a DJ. Mm -hmm. But in Austin, you feel like you're expected to. to actually have. To. I mean, I feel like to get the respect that that even you feel you deserve. Um, maybe not respect, maybe that's the wrong word, but to get the attention, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've been to shows that weren't necessarily urban shows or hip hop or R&B shows, and I've seen people play same kind of stuff I'm singing that didn't have a band, and then to watch the reaction or to watch, you know, how many people are in the crowd, and then I come on, you know, and I'm sure it's different variables, but I feel like a lot of it is just people in Austin want to see, want to hear live music, you know, or they want to hear the bands. And if you're in the R&B hip hop scene, it's a little bit harder to get to get uh, recognized if you don't have a, a heavy live presence. If you're not, if they can't see you a couple of times a month, I feel like you're really at a disadvantage it's kind of an unrealistic way to approach mm -hmm. music i mean playing a couple times a month in one market is actually a lot for sure and it can totally absolutely. wear people out absolutely um and you do play with a live band don't you i do yes yeah i mean i do shows also um to backtracks but yeah. my main my main gigs main setup is with the live band yes And the mill is real cold, real cold. Tell me who taught you how to cook. You do the shook. I can see it in your eyes, see it in your movements. Class is now in session. I am not the student, but you do the truant. Yeah, you truant. You are very, very late. Tell me where you been out here, huh? This is not up for debate. Had to get you cool some new gear, huh? <laughs> Classless. Should have had you in classes. I'm putting people on game, and I'm handing out season passes. I'm on. 
But you would know if you just look around. Being a rapper in Austin still kind of has like a, a, a negative connotation at, at points, you know. So I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when people call me a rapper, I kind of can get on the defensive because it's like, hey, I do so much more than just rap. And I, I mean, I am a rapper, but I, I sing and I don't feel like I should have to 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 feel that way when somebody calls me a rapper. You know, I shouldn't I shouldn't have to feel that way, but it's just it's just part of the scene and things that, you know, we're working on and I feel like uh dude, rap is like or hip hop is like the biggest genre right now. So we're the live music capital. We need to embrace that. You know, we need to embrace that. And don't get me wrong, dude, I love all of the scenes. I love I dude love all of it. I just want hip hop to in R and B to be on the same playing field. You know, you don't have to like rap, but let's just let's just be open about it and understand like, dude, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of people in Austin, a lot of musicians, a lot of different types of musicians. They're still musicians. Now this is gonna sound strange Coming from a man that you just met But I wanna know, can I be your boyfriend? Be your sponsor, be your rep Don't play me for no Romeo And I won't play you Juliet You think you're rolling high with this other little guy But trust me, you ain't seen Bougie yet Oh, oh, oh I got a lot of... Having the scene that blew up in Houston When all the, you know, the Texas rap kinda got put on And then Dallas had a, had a, had a surge of I feel like Austin has just been waiting for that for that surge of, you know, hip hop and and R and B, and I feel like it's it's kind of on the verge. You know, I feel um, we got some talent here in in all genres, but especially hip hop and R and B. You know. Well, and you you're gonna be part of the surge. Um, so I'm looking extremely forward to it, and that it's something that's that makes me proud to be able to say like, you know, I I got to help. Whatever, even if I don't do anything else, just knowing that I was part of it and it's something that I'm always gonna hold on to. So I'm having fun right now and it, um, seeing the fruits of the labor actually kind of start paying off for everybody is cool. So I love it. Do I look like a stranger, baby? When I'm getting it for And this is Strange Fruit from Jake Lloyd's self-titled record. I'll post a link to the whole record on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org, as well as a link to Jake's new video for Ross Klutt, also off this record. He also did a Studio 1A set, so I'll post a link to that. And we did a song of the day for his song, Mile, and I'll post a link on the show notes page to that, too. So yeah, go to the show notes page for this episode and you can get totally caught up with Jake Lloyd. And if you want to find out more about Austin's hip hop scene, then check out the breaks. They're on the air every Saturday from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Or if you're like me and you go to bed early, you can listen like after at KUTX.org. Just hit the listen button and you should check out this month's Austin Monthly. 
there is a piece in there about the brakes, and we are super proud of them here at KTX. And that's it. You've come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern and always will be. Thanks to Confucius and Fresh for hooking Jake and I up. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.